Welcome to Mac and Jack Talks NBA. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mac and Jack Talks NBA. It's another beautiful, rainy, dark day in Vancouver, BC, Canada. Today's episode, we want to talk about two potential contenders: the Milwaukee Bucks versus Miami Heat on Miami Heat's home floor, the newly named arena called the FTX Arena. To all the crypto currency investors and speculators out there, kind of similar to the Lakers Arena is no longer named. The Staples Center. It is called. I forgot it was something to do with crypto. Anyways, I digress. What did I see in this game? In the first half, it was quite close. The Bucks played very good defense. They were switching well. They were shuffling their feet. They rarely got beat, and the only time they got beat was when there were some cuts or some penetration. Caleb Martin, that used to play for the Charlotte Hornets of last year, he had a very strong first half and also contributed well into the fourth quarter as well. He played good hustle defense against Drew Holiday, even though it didn't always work because Drew Holiday was such a strong, composed player. But you really see that hustle, and he's really earning his contract. Big Butt Larry, Cal Larry, the new signing. Drove in well, kicked it out, and in the first half he had some steady points. Bobby Portis also played well, and PJ Tucker was another defender that defended Giannis very well. Perhaps PJ Tucker knew Giannis was having an off game, knew where Giannis was a bit uncomfortable having being his teammate last year. PJ Tucker, I don't know, was it because Giannis just didn't play well? Or PJ Tucker knows some tricks up his sleeve, but dang, he made Giannis not play well. He made Giannis look mortal. And unfortunately, even though Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo did not play, the Heat overall won a very scrappy game against defending champs. And because of it, the Bucks stayed in the third seed, and the Heat's stayed in the fourth seed. What did you see in the first half, Jack? Well, from the reigning,、uh, the defending champ side, the Milwaukee Bucks. All credit to Giannis Antetokounmpo having a great NBA Finals last year, NBA Playoffs last year, but comes to this season, especially towards yesterday's game of Milwaukee Bucks versus Miami Heat. What I saw was whenever. P.J. Tucker was defending Giannis Antetokounmpo overall in the game. His overall field goal, when it's P.J. Tucker who was defending Giannis, it was three of nine, which is thirty-three percent, which is at least thirty-three percent lower from Giannis Antetokounmpo's average because Giannis generally averages around fifty to sixty percent high, sixty、uh, percent, especially from a dunk, like from a driving. Or dunking perspective, you know, like that's gonna be even higher. So that comes to show you that PJ Tucker made sure that 
Giannis Antetokounmpo never had any easy shots, and he also made sure that Giannis got three turnovers, which was timely turnovers by Giannis Antetokounmpo, a guy who's nearly seven footer, probably with seven footer with the fro. But let's but a positive side for the Milwaukee Bucks side was Drew Holiday. He had an overall efficient game. 12 of 17 field goal, 3 of 7 from the three-point line, 4 assists, 4 rebounds. But I believe that Drew Holiday could have made better decisions because he had also had 4 turnovers. That's not going to do it when it's when it comes to playoff times, when it when pos- every possession matters, so you gotta be aware of how you handle the ball, how you make sure, how you angle the passes. Same with Chris Middleton and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. When your big three contributed thirteen out of the eighteen turnovers, team turnovers, that's not gonna do you well because your 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 three big your big three contributors are all constantly being turned over pro uh, to prone that's not that's not taking care of business on on initiating the offense making sure making sure they make the right decisions and right passes but a positive side was Bobby Portis Bobby Portis contributed a strong 18 points seven rebounds two steals and two blocks that is crazy for his for the contract that they resigned Bobby Portis for that is the Bobby the Milwaukee Bucks got a steal of resigning of Milwaukee of Bobby Portis on the Miami Heat side the first half was really close because the first half score was Milwaukee was 51 Miami Heat was 44, so that means it was within a seven-point game. What really stood out to me for the Miami Heat side in the first half was Spolstra made sure that Caleb Martin was setting the screen so he could pop from the three-point line. That's why Kyle Lowry had some easy assists in the first half. He was making sure that and Caleb Martin doesn't didn't didn't disappoint Kyle Lowry because his overall game he was nine of twelve field goal six of three uh, six of eight from three point line and four of four from the three four line that means eighteen points out of the twenty eight points that Caleb Martin got was from the three pointer line that just comes to show you that. Kyle Lowry made sure that Caleb Martin he 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 rewarded Caleb Martin with his with his screen setting because we all know Big Booty Kyle we all know his penetration skills or even his mid range jumper ain't no joke it's a threat so that means that whenever Kyle Lowry is driving in you would naturally expect a double team by the opposing defenders uh, opposing team. So that means that's in that situation, Caleb Martin's defender's gravity will also be in towards towards Kyle Lowry whenever he drives in or penetrate penetrate in. 
what kind of disappointed me was Tyler Hero's off game, nine points but seven turnovers. Lowry also didn't really have a good first half because by the third, by the mid third quarter or so, or the start of the mid uh, th- third quarter, I believe that Kyle Lowry's stats were. 12 points, which was which was which was on five of 14 field gold, nine assists. So he was very close to a double double. But what really mattered was Cal Lowry made some crucial three pointers in the third quarter, which extended the lead quite a bit because it was really the third quarter that Miami used that run. Overall, the third quarter run that they had was 39 to 26. That means that they outscored the Milwaukee Bucks by 13 points. And six of those points within those 39 points came from a crucial big booty Lowry. Not to mention, PJ Tucker also made some timely corner threes while also defending Giannis onto the cupo because PJ Tucker had an overall efficient game. In the game, five of nine, two of four from a three-point line, three of four from a three for three throw, eight assists, and seven rebounds. That comes to show you that Miami Heat, even though their key key players were missing, they ensured that ball movement under Spoelstra's influence is mandatory. Get the best open shot, hustle for the rebound. Make sure you made, make make a tough for the opposing team. Not giving them any easy baskets. Even when uh, Bobby Portis was trying to tipping, uh, was getting that open transition. But the Miami Heat players came back, re- recovered really quickly. They have three person on Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis missed his, transi- uh, his transition layup. That's why he got back the offensive rebound. But that was, and he also put it back in. That comes to show you that even though it was a transition, which would have been for other teams like Sacramento Kings, Memphis Grizzlies, Atlanta Hawks, and possibly even the Boston Celtics, that they would have given on those possessions already because... They're just they're just way too undersized. You're not able to go against those tall big men, so they just give up and give them an easy point, and they just quickly run back. That's not gonna do it. That's not what that Miami Heat system, that Pat Riley engraved system, is in. You know, it's all about the hustle. That's what Jimmy. That's what they got Jimmy Butler, that underdog for, and also the signing of Kyle Lowry. You want these hustlers influencing your team. That just comes to you. The, that, the Miami Heat's culture, top class, you know. Also, I want to I want to give credit towards an undrafted player from 2019, Max Struess. Third and fourth quarter, it was his time to shine. As John Cena was uh, as John Cena's uh, entrance opening, your time is up. My time is now. You you can't see me. That's what that's what Max Struess was doing for the Miami Heat, whether it was getting three pointers from hands off, asking for a pick so then he can shoot that three himself. It's obviously that 
Miami really emphasizes on hands off, setting constant screens, b- ball movement, cuts. Like even when you don't, when the Miami Heat players don't have the ball in their hand, they ensure they have constant motion. It's a beauty, you know. It's like seeing the 2013 to 2014 Spurs again, you know, where corner threes, ball movement was an artwork. So, do you have anything to um, say any more further, more Mac? Nope, that's it. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Big booty, Cal Lowry is without a doubt right now the greatest Toronto Raptors of all time in history. No, it is not Chris Bosh. It is not DeMar DeRozan. It is not the betrayer. Kawhi Leonard. It is Cal Lowry. Kalo. I was a bit concerned. This 35-year-old, kind of unathletic, kind of chubby six foot zero player whose shooting stroke from that eye test looks a little bit suspicious giving him a three-year 90 million dollar deal but now he is proving he is worth every penny and more Cal Lowry has turned back the hands of time him and CP3 Chris Paul are on to something I don't know is Kyle Lowry on some new vegan diet or he changed his resume, but he is playing at a very high level still. I don't think you can keep that booty with just the vegan diet, man. As much as I support the vegan diet, to retain Kyle Lowry's big booty, I don't think it's possible unless he does, unless he got some like Botox kind of uh, uh, kind of medical beauty beauty needle treatment for the booty but I don't think you can get that without without eating eating quite a bit man now I don't know because Chris Paul himself does not have a small booty it's this six foot zero feisty point guard little chubby type body they got that booty anyways we digress to follow up with what Jack was saying, Bobby Portis has been a big contributor and only signed a two-year, $8.9 million deal with the Milwaukee Bucks. That is definitely a steal. Now, onto the exciting part of this game is really from the third and fourth quarter. As Jack has said, Strauss, 16 points overall. Crazy three-point shooting stroking it from downtown like a prepubescent boy. Four of seven from the three-point line. Doing curls like a Ray Allen, like a hand, getting the hands-off dribble off the pick, like a J.J. Redick, like a Cal Corver. My goodness, he was on fire. What else do I have to say? The, the, the Miami Heat, as a team from three-point line, shot 47% compared to the Bucks' decently respectable 31%. The Heat were just simply unstoppable. There was really nothing the Bucks could have done. Long three-pointers, 
dribble handoff, contested three-pointers, penetration, cutting. You just cannot guard it. Big booty Kyle Lowry, step back three-pointer, dribble handoff, off the curl, picks for Strauss. It was unstoppable. Along with Caleb Martin's hustle, the dunks electrifying the team. Max Drew's second half, I, yeah, the Bucks could have played a little bit better defense, but honestly, the the Miami Heat were just on fire, and there's little much that they could have done. So overall, it was a very very exciting game. I think without Jimmy Butler and without Bam Adebayo, it shows the. Miami Heat still got that Pat Riley discipline and could play a very scrappy game and could etch out those wins. So thank you guys for listening and thank you for supporting as always. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. This is the end of today's episode. Please like, share with friends, and subscribe.